0: I'm your hostess Nicole Steele, and we're thankful that you've tuned into our show today. We're excited about continuing our conversation about families in our radio series this month entitled Family Matters. We've spent the past few episodes discussing real issues, including divorce and dealing with dysfunctional families. And today we welcome certified professional counselor Miss Crystal Payne back to discuss the issue of blended families. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Hi, Nicole. Well, after our last show on divorce and the impact that it can have on young people, it was only natural to just transition into talking about blended or step families. I recently learned in some research preparing for today's show that a large majority of people who get divorced actually end up getting remarried. In fact, um, one of the sources that I went to said that 79% of women and 89% of men usually remarry within five years of divorce. And of those that get remarried, 68% of remarriages involve children. So when you think about that, when you think about the increase in the divorce rate, people getting remarried, it makes me think about, I'm, I'm going to date myself right now, but I think about the show The Brady Bunch that was back on back in the way, way back in the day. Some of the young people won't even know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> in the show The Brady Bunch, it was like the picture-perfect blended family. You had the story of the lovely lady who was busy with uh, raising the three girls, and then the father who had three boys, and they came on every week, and they were playing, and they were bonding, but that's not the picture of real blended families in this century. Would you agree?
1: Definitely. <laughs> not, not, look, not from what I've seen. Most of them are not the Brady Bunch. Some not. of them could be pretty close, but most of them are not the Brady Bunch. The
0: majority of them are not. <laughs> I, with the work that I've done as well, I, I don't really see many of the Brady uh, descendants. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no. That was not passed
0: down, no. No, not at all. So working with young people and families, what types of challenges have you seen arise when it comes to blended families? And before we get into that, let's just break what blended families are, because I know we've got some young people listening and they might not be familiar with that term. But can you explain what we mean when we say a blended family?
1: Sure. Um, When we say a blended family, we just mean the husband and wife that are getting married or living together have children from other relationships and now they're all going to be living in one home together. Or the mother and father are getting married and now you're all going to be a family. So we call it blended, a blended family because they're two different families that are coming together.
0: Thank you for that. Now I know there is a long list of Challenges and even some stages I, I've i been able to witness Many of the stages when it comes To blended families And a lot of times they start off Really really good you know when parents Are dating that little honeymoon Time you know where even kids Can embrace oh my goodness you know I'm going to have a new dad or have a new Mom and I'm going to have some new Sisters but then when Reality hits it can be A transition and so can you Share some of the challenges that you've seen in your professional work with young people and with families when it comes to blending families and this whole step-parent and step-sibling issue?
1: Uh, I think one of the issues of what you brought up is the brady Bunch syndrome, thinking that it's going to be like that or that the kids should just fall in line and feel like they're brother and sister or, you know, that's my new mom, things like that, and that's not always the way it happens, because one of the things with the Brady Bunch is that I believe they were both widowed, or they, he was a widower, and she was a widow, so there was no other parent competing for attention, and most blended families, I mean a third of households now are blended, and most of them, kids are coming from basically two blended families, where so they have two different households, so it's like four different families trying to come together. So what works for one family may not work for another family what your friend's blended family may be doing doesn't work for yours. So each, every parent needs to think about what their family needs and what each child needs in their family and customize what they do to their family. I think some of the problems come about because they think, well, it just, we're happy and we just want to be together. So everyone just needs to fall in line. And that's not fair to the kids. Oh, that's good.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and really Helping young people while the adults are grown, you know, their happiness is important. Just realizing that you have another person or, in some cases, several little people whose life are being, you know, they're having to go through this transition as well. So hearing from them and bringing them along in the process, I think, is really important. Sitting down and even preparing. Now, I don't know if there are... um Things like this, this is really interesting. I know you're a professional counselor and you've been in the field. Are there things like pre-marital counseling for kids or not, not for kids, but like a pre-blended family counseling or any kinds of resources that you're aware of that are out there that can help not just the husband and wife prepare but help the children prepare for a blended yeah. family?
1: Yes, there are. Um, many, many counselors do work with families specifically that are either going through divorce or getting remarried. All those changing families, basically. All those issues that come with changing, changes in family dynamics. So, yes, you can go, um, and there are also support groups. Um, as well for kids that may be uh, joining a, a blended family. But, yes, you can see a, a marriage and family therapist specifically working that, and a clinical social worker. They do a lot of that as well, uh, dealing with changing family dynamics. And one thing, you can do it yourself as well. You have to go, always go to a professional. Talk about what the challenge is that we're getting ready to embark on. When you, It's not just hey, we're getting married and you're going to move in and that's that. We need to discuss now what feelings are you all having about this and this is what's going to happen. She's going to be, you know, your stepmother or however you choose to address the new parent, but they are a parent and that's something that needs to be discussed as well. What are the the boundaries and the limits of, of the new parent's role in your child's life? It's all about communication between the adults, even before you even bring this up to the kids. You need to figure out everyone's role in the situation so that you can show this to the kids in, in a clear way of what this family is going to look like. So like I said before, it can't just be about we're in love and everybody get on board.
0: Being on one accord is so important because we see so yeah. many families where that's not the case. Unfortunately, and when you talk about things like discipline, um, Mm -hmm. that's a a major issue in blended families. And, you know, for some families, they say the the new step-parent has, you know, all of the same rights as a biological parent. But then in some families, there are really clear boundaries where I will discipline my child and you discipline your children, but they have to, everybody has to be on the same accord so you're not... So young people are not playing one against the other. Confusion can take place in those environments. So I think that that's really, really great for any parents who are listening who are currently in a blended family situation or are considering remarrying to kind of take note of that. Let's talk about young people who are struggling with sharing their parents, especially if they if their parent, if it was just them and their parent for a while before the parent remarried. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it was always me and mom, or it was me and dad, and we had our daddy-daughter time, and now here's this other woman who's coming to his life, and now he's spending his time with her and her kids, or my mom is spending time with her new husband, and, and then let's not even introduce a child <laughs> that comes from <laughs> this new marriage and all of the feelings of having to share, how can a young person who's feeling resentful, who's feeling like, hey, what about me? I don't have any time. Nobody's focusing on me. How can they deal with that?
1: I would say, first of all, realize that your parents have a need to be loved as well, loved in a way that happens in marriage. So they're your mother, they're your father forever forever. This is a, a different kind of love that they needed and they're receiving from someone else. So it's, a, it's not even, there's no competition there because it's a completely different kind of love. So I would say let that go, let the competition go because there is no competition. You'll always be their child, you'll always be their, their baby. And then this other person is just a different kind of love. And what was the other part of the question? Well,
0: what do you do when there are other siblings, like step-siblings? So what if Mm -hmm. not only is a child having to share with the new spouse, with their new stepfather or stepmother, but now i got to share my mother with these other little kids, or or this little baby that's come along the way. Now that they've gotten married and now they've had a baby, and so now I really my world is really rocked. How does a young person deal with those kind of feelings of resentment or even sibling rivalry when it comes to other children in this new blended family?
1: Um, I think one thing would be just to express how you feel to your parent, because of course you're the you're their first priority. So. Don't let don't lash out, don't act out toward your your new siblings or even your you know your, your real siblings. Express how you feel to your parent, and I'm sure they'll reassure you that no one can take your place and I would say that'll probably be the healthiest thing to do most of the time, especially if they're a teenager, they're probably going to lash out in some way or act out to get attention. and just know that that's not the kind of attention you want. You want positive attention. So simply just just tell them how you feel about it. And it's normal. It's okay to feel that way. The same thing even happens, you know, when a new baby comes along. There's a little bit of tension there. If you've been an only child for a while and then a new baby comes along, it's still going to be different. It's a transition. But be open to loving your new family. Be open, especially if they're open to you. And, you know, they're probably very nice people. So (laughs) And open your heart to to these new kids and, you know, this new person that wants to parent you. And it could be a great experience if you allow it to be.
0: All right. Now, I know uh, they say that younger children typically tend to adapt better to mm-hmm. a blended situation than older children. So for the teenagers who might be in that situation and might feel like, they're being disrespected, or they might be accused of being disrespectful. I mean, feelings of, he ain't my daddy, she ain't my mama, I don't have to respect her. Can we talk about that?
1: Sure. They're on, your new parent is an adult and should always be given the same respect as any adult, and, and they're married to your parent. So they do have a role in your life that deserves respect. So it's never okay to disrespect them because they're not your quote-unquote real mom or dad. They are still a parental figure in your life. And you're not going to get anywhere with that behavior anyway. So you might as well try something else. <laughs> you right. might as well try respectfully uh, talking about whatever the situation is. And if you feel you are being disrespected, responding with disrespect still is not going to help. So go to your parents. And talk about how you're feeling. Once again, express yourself. Don't just lash out. Don't just shut yourself off from the family. Express your feelings and express how you're feeling in the situation or because of a situation. And maybe that person doesn't know. Maybe the other person doesn't even have children. A blended family can still can be. You know, one of the parents doesn't have any children, so maybe they're still learning. The whole thing's going to be a learning process. So. If we're going to learn, we also have to teach. So maybe you need to teach that person, I don't like when you speak that way to me. So if you say it like this, this, and this, I'll probably listen a little better. And then you can have that same dialogue, you know, with them. Well, I need you to respect me in this way. I am the mother in this household. So when I say this, this, and this, I need you to obey. So if you have respectful conversation, I believe some of those issues won't get as bad as they could get. So some of them get pretty ugly because (laughs) – Way out of hand Just going back and forth With disrespect And the natural parent Or the birth parent Needs to We talked about before In divorce A child can feel in the middle In a blended family The parent is the one That feels like they're in the middle The birth parent And that's a difficult place For them to be Because they need their child To respect their new spouse But they also need to protect their child And you know make sure they're being treated well So that's why we go back to all this discussion needs to happen before your children are even brought together in a blended family. You need to discuss how do you discipline your children? How do I discipline mine? All the parents need to get together and talk about this because parents always have to present a united front. The big difference in this one is is there are four different parents. (laughs) So it's a bigger front that needs to be held together. So that's the biggest thing is you have to present a united front and be clear about how we're going to raise these children. And the fact is that all four of the parents are raising the children.
0: That's real. And when you think about it, I mean, because in our divorce segment um, on on a previous show, we talked about the whole visitation thing and, you know, Mm -hmm. what happens when I go and visit my other parent at their home. But when you're talking about, potentially, like you said, two blended families where both of your parents have gotten remarried and one or both may have children from that new marriage or stepchildren from that marriage, that can really add another layer of stress for a young person that, okay, now I've got to go over here. And what does a child do when there are different rules or different values in one home than there are in another home?
1: I mean, all they can do is try to abide by them, but that's not I, – I wouldn't say it's very fair to them for it to be drastically different. Of course, each household has the right to have their own rules, but they should also – if there's a – like I would say for a curfew, I don't think there should be a huge difference in curfews in two different households. Now, there may be a difference in something else, like picking out your own clothes, like if they're younger. You can pick out your clothes at this house, but maybe not the other one, but – that's what I mean about having the discussions where every every household you're in, you need to be home by ten. So there's, so no house is easier than the other. They need to be okay. equal, and they should all have the same goal of you know raising this this person to be uh, a, a good human being and a, a good adult. And so that's why you need to have those discussions before the marriage really even happens.
0: What about young people who are dealing with space issues? I know we've got a lot of young people that have it maybe felt like this new family is infringing on my territory. Me and my mother were in this house or me and my father were in this house, and now he's bringing this new woman and her child into my house. So now i got to share my room or I have to share my bathroom or, you know, those feelings of, hey, this this used to be mine, or on the other side, if there is a family, if there's a, a girl who is moving into an existing space, maybe into her new stepfather's house or stepmother's house, and those feelings of, This is not mine. I don't have a place to call my own. We gave up our house. We gave up our apartment to come and live over here, and this is not my home. How can they begin to process all of those feelings and make their new place a home?
1: Um, I would say first for the parents, it's probably best if you do move into just a new home. It's probably best for everyone, but that can't always happen. So I would say just, you know, do, do creative things for your room to try to make it feel more like a place that you want to be. And also express to your parents that, you know, I'm not really comfortable here. And and maybe tell them, is there, is there, is there, can, we, can I paint the room? You know, can I decorate it a certain way? Simple things like that can help you feel more like a room or a home. A house is actually your home. Personalize it That's because it's not going to change. You know, it's, it isn't going to change. So that's that's one of the things to realize. No matter how much you try to fight it, this is happening. <laughs> so you're gonna have to deal with it and do the best you can with it. So if you like your room to be pink, ask them if you can paint your room pink or put up some pink accessories so that you feel more comfortable.
0: That's good. And then I think uh, in addition to that, again going back to communication. I mean, if it is something that's shared, i.e., a bathroom, or You know, some common areas, if there's technology, if there's computers, if there's only so many televisions. You know, determining as a family what Mm -hmm. are the rules, how much time does everybody have, and who's the morning person, who gets up first to use the bathroom and take their shower. Just getting some of those household rules And Mm -hmm. and having the young person be part of that discussion instead of just Mm -hmm. coming as a parent and saying, okay, these are the rules that me and my husband came up with, one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) So Mm
2: -hmm. I think
0: involving the family as much as possible. And for young people who are listening, especially those that are teenagers, like Ms. Crystal said, this is a learning experience for everybody. So you may be listening to the show and maybe your parent is not tuned in today. Well, you could have your parent tune in or you could take some of these tips and actually help lead and guide your family in, in some of these discussions, put some of these things on the table. I think that um, a lot of times as adults we can learn from our children. Yes. Yeah. Now, can we talk about, because you you mentioned sharing your feelings, expressing yourself, and I know in previous shows you touched upon um, how a lot of times young people have a hard time articulating themselves or maybe, you know, they want to make sure that their tone is right. They don't want to, you know, get into a shouting match. So what are some other ways other than just dialogue, which is really important to develop, but in addition to that, what are some other ways that they can express themselves to their natural parent and to their new step parent?
1: Um, I always love like, call a family meeting. Mm. You know, and I mean the whole family. So the whole family would be who you know all the parents that are involved and the kids, especially if there are things that. The whole family needs to be involved in or that are struggling with, but if it's a particular household, I would say call a family meeting in that household, and everybody gets a chance to express um how they're feeling about how things are you know adjusting. Especially at the beginning, parents should check in with all the kids and see how they're doing. They're not always going to come to you and say, hey, I don't like this, so they need to check in with their kids, but have a family meeting once a month, but maybe at the beginning, maybe once a week to see how everybody's doing, and if there are any brewing conflicts, maybe you can catch them at the beginning <laughs> instead of at the blow-up, you know, at the end, Cause it really wouldn't be about the bathroom or, you know, she stayed in the bathroom too long. It may just be about, you know, I just don't like her in my space period because I don't like the fact that my mom and dad, they got married. You know, that's really the issue. It's not really the bathroom. Right. So if you call family meetings and just keep that dialogue always going, always giving opportunities to express themselves. Um, I've also seen activities where, you know, you can do it anonymously. Everybody can put something into the box during the week about something they want to talk about and then, you know, pull it out. The parents pull each one out, and you don't even have to say it was you or not, and they can discuss that issue amongst the whole family. And that's also a bonding experience. Um, And something, it doesn't always have to be a problem. Just if you want your family to really blend well, because we're calling it blended, but sometimes it's, it doesn't blend very well because the parents don't do a good job of it. So you need to have bonding activities so that everyone can really get to know each other and see the positives in each other and the positives in this new family that you've created.
0: And that's great, and that reminds me of something that some families have done in this situation, and that's to create new traditions, with one another. Yeah. I mean with with their new family. If it's Sunday dinners or if it's movie night or if it's and this doesn't mean replacing old traditions that you might have done in your other home or even even for making sure that parents take time to spend quality time one on one with yeah. their natural children, not excluding other people, but just that bond, that time to bond and to focus on one another. But then what kinds of things can we do together as a family? Monopoly night, game night, what what have you. Let's go bowling, let's go skating. And so you're creating new memories and new traditions with your new family, which can be helpful, I think, yeah. in in making everybody feel apart. Now, one other question that I have before we close out, let's talk about, this feeling of loyalty when you when you describe in some situations you know you've got your natural parents you've got family over here and then you've got your family that you live with i know a lot of young people struggle with feeling loyal like if i embrace my new stepfather that means i'm not loyal to my natural father so they build this wall up against this new person that's coming to the life into their life, really not understanding it's not a competition.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it shouldn't be. I mean, if the parent is making them feel like there is a competition, then that's an issue that the parent has. But I think that, In blended families, like you said, if things work out, it could be a blessing. And Not only are you receiving love from your natural father and your natural mother, but you could potentially be getting a double portion where you're getting it Mm -hmm. from this new parent, this new mother, and this new father. Can you talk a little bit about that? And also, I've also heard things about the term stepmother, Mm -hmm. stepfather. I know a lot of times the title is an issue. I'm not going to call him daddy because he's not my dad. I'm not going to call her mom. I'm going to call her. I mean, my husband, he's got a funny story. It wasn't funny at the time, but he he comes from a blended kind of situation. And his father, um, who's passed away now, but he was real adamant about making sure that communication stayed open. I mean, even so much as inviting his ex-wife and her husband To Christmas and to just different things And I know that's strange and might not be feasible for every family But he really went over and above And he married a woman that had two children And embraced them As if they were his biological children It was never my stepdaughters These are my daughters And so
2: mm-hmm.
0: he was a unique Kind of being and um, And was wonderful But where my husband comes in With his stepfather the man that remarried his mother he would not refer to him as stepdad he would not refer to him by any nickname he would call him Mr. Wade Hmm. (laughs) so at the dinner table (laughs) can you ask me that very
1: formal. very formal.
0: formal and he did that you know he knew what he was doing but but as an adult he actually apologized for his behavior but he was dealing with his own personal issues that he had built up in his mind and and so that's that was his way of I'm not you know I'm not going to bow down okay. and and it didn't yeah. work I mean the man was was a wonderful stepfather he was a great provider and like I said as an adult my husband had to come to him as a man and say I just did not act right when I was young and I'm <laughs> so sorry <laughs> but how can I know that that's a really a really Difficult thing, because for a young person to refer to a new man in their life as dad, does that mean like I, I, I'm not loyal to
1: my to my birth dad or
0: mom or you know what? What advice would you give to them when it comes to
1: those kind of sticky issues? Yeah, it, I mean it is sticky, and because it's not just affecting the child, but it can affect that other parent too. They right. may not feel comfortable with it. So I mean I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know if that sure. ever happened in that situation and another woman is saying my daughter. No, not yeah. really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but you know you you also want someone to feel like they your children are their children because they're living with them. So it's mm-hmm. it's a difficult like you said a sticky situation. I think that's another one that maybe you need to have a family meeting about you know and that's one with all the parents. Um, what is everyone comfortable with? Um, and this, it actually could be something that just the parents talk about at first, and then the kids are brought into it. So if a mother says, I don't, I don't want her calling you mom, but we can come up with another term, you know, mom too, or, you know, something like that. Come up with, because you want to, like I said, it's a partnership between all the parents. So see what all the parents are comfortable with, and then bring the kids into it and see what they're comfortable with. And then there won't have to be any friction of someone just, you know, all of a sudden either doing, you know, what your husband did, going the other extreme of no title or, you know, saying that's my new daddy or that's my new mommy. So, Mm -hmm. And I think that's the meeting part will probably be more um, like for the older child. um, And they may want to just call them by a name or something like that. Who knows? You have to decide if that's okay for your child to call an adult by their first name. Um, but for the, you know, for the little ones, I think it's more of maybe giving them choices of what they like to call the new parent.
0: And I think for any families who are going through this process of blending families, just know that it's not something that happens overnight. It it takes okay. time. It takes time. That's and the biggest him.
1: thing. Be patient. Be patient yeah. with everyone.
0: Yeah, there's different stages and phases of it, but stick to it and find your voice for parents in particular, and, and even for young people. Your attitude plays a huge role in this adjustment, but especially the parents. Their attitude, mm-hmm. how they embrace their expectations, uh, all of that is, um plays a huge role in how the child adjusts. And so are there any last-minute tips that you would provide to girls or to parents who are in a blended situation
1: um like we just said be patient with everyone on both sides it's a learning experience for everyone and for the parents don't try to force the children to respond too quickly in the way you would like them to whether it be you know calling you mom or dad or um wanting to give you a hug and things like that just be patient it's they just, you know, who, you said, it, you know, people, people get remarried within five years. That's pretty, that's a short period of time, yeah. you know, one to five years. So they just went through an adjustment of their parents not being together anymore. And now they're going through a whole other transition. So be patient with your child, whether they're five or 15, because it's a lot. And kids, be patient with your parents because they're just trying to move forward with their life and they want to be happy. And, of course, they'd still love you, and they want you to be happy as well. And it's a difficult road to travel of trying to create a healthy, blended family. But if everyone cuts everyone a little bit of slack, be patient, and communicate, it can be healthy.
0: All right. Well, as always, Crystal, we thank you for your expertise in bringing a professional perspective to issues pertaining to girls. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. To our show today, if you would like to continue uh, the conversation, feel free to visit us on Facebook or uh, visit our website at pricelessperspective.com uh, where we would love to hear your stories, perhaps your stories of success or maybe things that you wish you had known prior to. Going into a blended situation If you haven't had a chance to listen to Some of the other shows In our Family Matters series We invite you to go to our website Or to check out uh, The archive shows On iTunes And thank you again For tuning in to a Priceless Perspective Be blessed
2: Join the conversation Visit us online at Pricelessperspective.com Or follow us on Facebook and Twitter this show has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program Incorporated and Jim LLC.